0: Hi, you're listening to plugin to grow a food and urban agriculture podcast that helps raise awareness about local food and environmental issues in the region of Peel. The Plug Into grow podcast is hosted by the Young Urban Growers, a group of youth leaders from the region of Peel who are empowering our communities to take action to build sustainable food systems. This episode is a continuation of a conversation I had the pleasure of having with, with a few of our participants of, at EcoSource. Megan, Denise, and Marina about environmental action in their community. If you haven't had a chance to listen, uh, go back to part one. It's in the last episode. Give it a listen and continue on with the conversation here. Let's listen back in. Maybe we can talk about kind of community involvement just in general or environmental issues so it seems like you all kind of came to this through yeah like gardening or was there any kind of broader like are you involved in other things in like kind of the environmental sphere or um was that like a kind of a reason for getting involved
1: no for me not really Mm -hmm. now that i'm i think now that i'm doing this i'm more aware of what's around me and Mm -hmm. you know what people do to the environment and stuff like that because i used to like buy two cases of water now i couldn't Mm -hmm. tell the last time i drink out of a water bottle Mm because i have um one of these filter thing Mm -hmm. so we just use that and you know so i think that helps too with the environment and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so now that i'm doing that you know a lot of things are coming into focus and you're learning different ways how in which you can help the environment mm-hmm. through your community so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah. for me that was um i i really was concerned about a lot of what i was seeing in the news about poll about in the news about pollinators and you know what our uh, reliance on pesticides has been doing to our food and that and um I you know I've always enjoyed nature and enjoy being outside and you know been concerned about animal welfare as well and that but you know in the last several years as I got my own garden that and started learning more and more about pollinators that it's not just about honeybees because mm-hmm. um, I feel that a lot of the stuff in the news that I was exposed to before I never really understood anything about native bees mm-hmm. um, because it was always just honeybees honeybees support the honeybees well not not to knock you know honeybees. Um, but that's an industry, you know, and our native pollinators are really important too. So that was partly why I wanted to volunteer with EcoSource was to Mm -hmm. broaden my impact and learn more about organic gardening, um, but in urban environments, providing those community garden spaces and keeping them organic, I believe is really, really important. Mm -hmm. Um, at the same time though, like I wanted to do something in the community, you know, I've lived here for about four years and I found mississauga a bit difficult to to get to know in some ways I, I think a lot of modern cities are like this now they're so big and you know there's so many things competing for your time and that that it can be hard to feel part of a community so that was partly why i wanted to do this too was to you know get out into the community get to know areas of mississauga meet people <laughs> you know instead of you know sitting by myself at home and watching <laughs> <Yeah>. TV. <tea. laughs> So yes. it was kind of a double thing for me of being committed um, to the environment, but also wanting to get to know my
3: community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, um, I've well, my main interest, um, I guess, uh, why EcoSource kind of got more of my attention was uh, this year I've I put myself. Uh, I guess it was kind of like a resolution. I wanted to eat more plant-based uh, foods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm no longer eating red meats or chicken uh, anymore, um, but I'm still on my way to eating fully plant-based. So uh, for me, learning about how to grow my own produce is important for me because how am I going to sustain myself, you know, uh, well, how another alternative to buying groceries at the grocery store and And so I think it's kind of just giving me an overall foundation of and appreciation for the food that I eat because I I know like just from volunteering at the garden it it takes a long time (laughs) and uh, it takes patience and it's it's hard work hard work especially in certain climates (laughs) I remember sweating uh, sweating so much in the summertime Oh, it was it was intense. There were some uh, hard days this year. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, But it was just um, it was so so worth it because in the end, like it's like it's it's so gratifying to get that those um, to to harvest those vegetables. Um, Mm -hmm. Just like it it was so it was so nice, and then how we had different garden beds that they were they were popping up um, different different vegetables were popping up at different seasons mm. so it's just like oh so nice mm. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't here for you but I'll be here for you next year <laughs> yeah and um, so it was really like it was I would say like it was just it was a really good experience for me to be a part of the the teaching gardens just so that I can see so I could witness like okay you know what I can start my own garden I still haven't yet I only have two little plants but (laughs) but um I still want to to do that eventually um you know start planting my tomatoes (laughs) um and then um and then also like it gave me more uh even with the um the program where we would cook it gave me more of an idea of the kinds of recipes that I could create with the with the, the vegetables that we we grew in the garden because there were some really delicious dishes that I would have never thought would be as delicious as they were. <laughs> um, like there, I remember there was this um, it was like this balsamic um, cabbage, purple cabbage. Oh. It was so delicious. Oh. I was just like, I need to make this. And I grabbed like all the <laughs> recipes. Like it was so good. Mm. I still do of that. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Nice. Oh, I remember that. That was like just a roasted slice like, of cabbage. Yeah. 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 That's like, uh, yeah, if you want to make a veggie that is maybe not as like normally, I feel like roasting is like, yeah. it treats them perfectly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And it's so easy. Just yeah. put it on a. On the tray, and then yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's awesome. Getting out in the community. One of the things that uh, came up, kind of as a bit of a theme, also just in terms of like being involved in the environment and things, was just kind of starting small. Like Denise, you talked about just, just it almost seemed kind of just being in your garden. Just okay, then it just you became aware of where you were getting your water from, and yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really cool that it's like, it doesn't have to be this huge mm-hmm. overhaul. You know, you can start with just one or two plants or mm-hmm. just start kind of building on your knowledge. And mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. yeah
2: that's good. I think I started with one house plant, mm-hmm. you know, when I first got my own place, and you know, for the first time with nobody else. And yeah. then I got another one and then I got another one and then I started growing my own food. And yeah. And it it does expand, and you know, before you know it, I don't know about you, you, you in particular, but I've outgrown my little yard. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> I need I need something bigger now because yeah. the ideas <laughs> get bigger yeah. and bigger yeah. as well. So so.
3: I, I've been eyeing my neighbor's yard. Like you don't do anything with your yeah, <laughs> <have year laughs> yeah. 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 Is there anything um, next year you would want to?
2: Want to grow? Um, I'm going to be, I just ordered the seeds, actually. I'm really excited. <laughs> um, I'm going to be doing ground cherries. Oh. Um, so I saw it on, um, uh, I've seen them before in heirloom gardens, um, mm. and I've not really grown them. And it seems to be something that you can tuck in and doesn't need a ton of light. So pretty much all my research for anything in my own garden always involves <laughs> what does not need a ton of light. So, yeah, I'm going to try these ground cherries next year. So that, oh, that'll in your hopefully, Yeah, in, in my little backyard. Oh, nice. um, but I'm also thinking, because of the light issue, and by next uh, year, this condo that's going in next to me will be up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm considering at the front. Um, of my, I'm I'm in stacked townhouses, so there's an upper terrace that I have an extra entrance that I usually don't go out of. So I'm considering asking the one neighbor up there if they would mind if I move some plants up there, because okay. it does get a lot of sun. So yeah. if I buy some um, some big pots, I can maybe do tomatoes. I've resisted yeah. doing that because I was always worried I'd forget about them. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm starting to think it might be worth it, mm-hmm. you know, at this point to to do this. But I'm really excited about this ground here. <laughs>
1: That's interesting. Yeah,
2: yeah. What about you? guys? What would
1: I like to try? I wanted to try garlic, mm. and I didn't put it in the earth on time. So I was <laughs> thinking at the beginning, like once the spring, because I think you can plant it early. Okay. Early in the spring, and then it can come up at the end of the summer. I think I read somewhere, so okay. I'm gonna try. I want to try that because I like garlic, and mm. I watched a lot of people doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, last last summer, so I want to try it and see. That's the only thing I want to try. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
0: garlic is a it's a big investment. I don't know how many beds you did in Iceland, but you normally plant them. Yeah, I guess in October in Yeah, the fall, in the and end and of you don't of harvest October. until July. But yeah. I don't
3: know how much. Were you there for? I wasn't when planted there. Garlic. I wasn't there. Um, oh. I just uh, I just didn't know about Iceland. Oh, <laughs> oh. but. Uh, but I was there for the picking there was oh, a lot yeah. yeah oh my gosh there was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I know
1: they planted it up at Parkway Green the yes. volunteers they did that yeah
2: I, I, we did that was one of the last things we did yeah. actually this oh, season was okay. plant some um, in a bed and then I did some um, in my garden I've not done that before actually yeah. either so I tucked a few in where my other herbs are and um, yeah. Just we'll just see what they do. Yeah, of that, that's often my approach to my garden. Just stick it in and see what it does. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Don't stress about it too <laughs> much. Yeah, yeah I what, think that's a good policy. Mm-hmm. That's what I to try. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: so what, the space
1: what, is not my space is not big enough to do a lot of stuff. I think what I need to learn to do is plant stuff in stages because I find I plant my lettuce, my tomato. And my cucumber all at once, but then the lettuce came up so quick. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, by the like the middle of summer or whatever, I don't have no more lettuce, so I'm mm-hmm. gonna have to learn to plant these yeah. stages. Yeah, mm-hmm. me
2: too. That that was definitely something doing the volunteer program taught me was was planting stages. Because I, yeah. I tended to do that too, plant yeah. everything at once in spring. And then just sit back and wait yeah, and I'd end yeah. up with weird bulb patches in the garden as things like Yeah, you know. That, yeah, harvest. Yeah. So that was definitely something that I yeah. needed to learn and I felt I learned this yeah, year was yeah. knowing what to plant at the right time and, and how to organize it so that you right. can keep rotating it. Exactly. What are you gonna be you've got two plants right now, you said? <laughs> so yeah. what
3: what are they and what are you planning? Uh, okay, so one is a spider plant. Yeah. And and then the other one I um I I don't even know I got it um I, I got it as a it was just a little extra um uh, from a, a co-worker and mm-hmm. so she's like do you want it and I'm like okay <laughs> I'll take it <laughs> so I, I had it in a little bit of uh, water and then uh, I then I put it in soil mm-hmm. and so I'm just letting it uh letting it grow now
0: so <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it seems like gardening kind of naturally leads to sharing sometimes yeah. or like yes. growing plants yes. like that or just like having an extra cutting yeah, yeah.
2: a lot of them um, the yeah. flowers in particular in my garden actually came from friends and family oh, okay. so yes. when I moved um and I was trying to create my one garden bed that was going to be more of a shade you know kind of pollinator woodland mm-hmm. kind of garden bed and um you know, I mentioned it to a couple people. and next thing you know, I was being given potted uh, various plants. I got a lot from my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, we went through her garden, and, you know, I mm-hmm. took some, <laughs> you know, various things, uh, especially hostas. <laughs> oh, yeah. They do good in shade. So. <laughs> You know, and, and a lot of the seeds I have as well came from friends and coworkers at work, you know, um, as well. So, and then I've repaid that by passing things on they again. Grow. Yeah, and um, I always grow, when I start my seedlings, I always have extra because, you know, I, I always plant too much because I'm convinced it's all going to die. So I always, I hope one will grow, which means I usually end up with extras. So I often bring them into work or um, give give them to friends. Um, we sold them once for a United Way uh, fundraiser at work. I, I I brought a bunch in, and you know they have a part of the fundraiser. So mm-hmm. it's it is, oh, that's really nice. yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. It's it's a nice thing to do with the extra yeah. plants because I they're like my babies, right? I can't <laughs> I can't bear to just chuck them in the compost yeah. pile. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so maybe. Um,
0: Zooming out a little bit, you know, we've talked about, yeah, the importance of community involvement and things like that, and kind of about food and food systems. I was wondering what you think needs to change kind of in how we talk about food systems and the environment and the climate. I know that's kind of a big question, Mm -hmm. Um, but it seems like some of the stuff we have talked about, like the challenges of growing your own food, it's almost like you are acting in resistance to something else. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, I don't know, or how do you see these kinds of conversations in food and the environment kind of around?
2: I don't know, like, for me, it's, it's about priorities in society and in our municipalities in that, mm-hmm. um, in that you know, I, I think we're building and building and building so much in this part of our province, and I feel like quality of life is getting forgotten about, where, you know, they're, they're putting up so many condos, and they're tiny. You know, and there's there's no greenery around them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all just concrete. And, you know, I, I think about what, what is the city going to look like 10, 20 years from now if you're not putting in these green spaces now mm-hmm. and allowing people to connect with nature and food? Mm-hmm. And I think it's just going to compound problems of food availability mm-hmm. um, with it and the prices of food and that, that we're taking away our closed farm and we're going to have to start importing more and more food, and the costs are going to go up. Yeah. And I, I just I feel that a lot of the decisions that are being made are very short-sighted. Mm-hmm. And I, I think what needs to change in, in our cities and in our province and country is more long-term thinking and less short-term thinking um, so that we can make better decisions for the future.
1: Also, I think they need to um, educate the children in mm-hmm. the school
2: I was like,
1: I was hoping to see kids out there like being a part of a community mm-hmm. group, you know, planting and learning the different type of food and how it's grown and mm-hmm. you know how it impact our community and stuff like that. So I think that's one thing I would like to see, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know, kids being educated about food yeah. and healthy
3: things.
2: Mm-hmm. It, like it seems like at schools that. I, I don't know if it's part of curriculum early or not, but, you know, it seems like schools that it has to have a teacher to be interested and to push for them to to have their own garden beds or do things. Because, you know, I noticed both, it seemed at Parkway Green and um, at uh, the one uh, that's near where I live, that they're, very, they're on the school property, but yeah, they yeah, seem very the separate from yeah. the school in that the school doesn't seem to have any involvement with it. So I, you know, and I, I wondered why that was at the schools. Maybe it's
1: just the time of year as well, right? That's the true. It is year, the summer, so, but yeah. you know,
2: it um, time of year just seems too. an interesting mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. that I agree with you that education. Could be the time of year as well. So, how do you
1: how do you get kids involved? <laughs> you know, with them being on summer break and stuff like that.
3: Well, I think um I think the younger generations are uh, thinking. Well, this is more, I guess, um, maybe I'm speaking out of German, but <laughs> I, I think um, a lot of them are more aware of that we were more concerned about uh, what's going on with climate change and how um we don't have four seasons anymore well maybe maybe like um maybe the older generation well for, I, i'm kind of like <laughs> i'm a millennial so. <laughs>
2: so but um
3: i i do notice how different it is for my uh, nieces and nephews that weren't mm-hmm. able to um really enjoy the fall like i used to like i used yeah. to remember it wasn't as cold it, there wasn't as much like uh like it wasn't as bad <laughs> to go trick-or-treating yeah um, it yeah it did yeah. and um it, with it like um we hear about like um rising uh rising temperatures um like the summer was really hot it was brutal and i know like in other parts of the world it's just uh it's really affecting people's health mm-hmm. um it's just it's too hot to even be outside now and um and for the most part i know it's it's definitely like something that people are gravitating towards now which is a, which is pretty like amazing because it's like you if you now know like if you you're given the tools okay like how can i live a more i want to say sustainable life but really like um less disposable like not having that disposable ni- mindset of oh i'm getting rid of this and it's gone forever but it's really not it's mm-hmm. just going to Uh, end up in a landfill or it's just, uh, you know, my, my, the waste of, uh, uh, end up in a lake somewhere. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. It's, um, just having that mindset or that awareness of, um, this isn't the end. This is the end uh, of this uh, piece of, uh, plastic or whatever it is, or even food, um, or produce. It's, it's going somewhere, um, is, calling more people to take action on how to be more responsible um about where things go <laughs> yeah but I would say like I think like I did check eco eco uh, website and I saw like the kinds of programs that mm-hmm. um that uh that you guys offer it's just it's pretty incredible because I know you're 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 uh, in a school and you're 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 definitely teaching uh, the younger generations about how um, how to garden and how to several different things. I'm <laughs> trying to like name. It's not coming on to my head, but anyways, it's it's pretty incredible. And I would have I would have loved to learn this in school. It would have been yeah. so fun, you know, to to have my own cherries <laughs> yeah. and to eat them for that matter. Yeah, it was a really um a really cool experience. Uh, yeah. yeah. So this is a bit of a
0: heavier question, but one of the things that, with this podcast, it's um, a lot of the topics that we talk about are kind of youth-led. Um, so we've been working with the young urban growers, and they have certain questions that they wanted to ask, and because there is the, yeah, they have a bit of a different perspective, you know, like they're seeing these these changes, and like climate awareness is a lot higher maybe in younger generations, um, but for you community members who are involved mm-hmm. in the community. How do you stay inspired, kind of in the face of the reality of climate change? Oh, you
1: know it's, is a hard you know, question. <laughs> I, think, I think one of one the ways is, is like knowing that there are people out there who are actually having a dialogue about it and it's an ongoing dialogue and you see so many people are getting involved and you see people out there protesting and... You know, you s- you hear about people who's going out and cleaning the ocean. So, with that with that being done, you want to play your part as well. So I think it's you know I I think one of the ways how is like try to give back to the community. Try to go out there like if they. You know how Toronto have this, you go in and they clean up. You pick up garbage like once a year, like in April, mm-hmm. they have community cleanup day. Mm-hmm. I think we also need to do that too, to go back. You know, because a lot of a lot of times things get washed and they get washed into our rivers or lake mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So if, we, if we're out there helping during orbit, I think that, you know, that is ways how we can help.
0: Mm-hmm. You know
1: what I'm saying? Just participate, help. And we all contribute Mm -hmm. in order to Mm -hmm. have, you know, a good environment for our children, our grandchildren. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that's one way that we can go about doing that.
2: Mm -hmm. It can can sometimes feel like your contribution is a drop in an ocean of...
3: Mm -hmm. negativity,
2: (laughs) you know, (laughs) when, when you, you know, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes like my Instagram feed, for example, is just a catalog of world misery, Mm
0: -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm.
2: of, of everything awful going on in the world with the environment. And, uh, you know, it can be really easy to get down about that and think, you know, why, why am I putting so much money and effort into trying to do to this? Mm -hmm. And yet everybody else, it feels like everybody else around me doesn't care. You know, but Mm -hmm. I always remind myself that if if I if everybody thought that way, nothing would get done Mm -hmm. and that, you know, so if I keep trying at least, you know, I know other people are trying to like what you said. And you know, and I I always try to encourage, you know, my my friends and, you know, colleagues in that as well to, to do these things and you know, to to change the way they're doing you know, mm-hmm. their, their gardening and stuff. Yeah. And, and I've seen positive results from that where, you know, I've, I've managed to talk people into going organic <laughs> in their gardens <laughs> and, you know, and, and, or, or letting things be, for example, in their garden. That's, that's the mm-hmm. other thing. Like, um, I have, I have a war on lawns, mm-hmm. you know, I just, you know, the amount of time, money and pesticides people we use on grass just boggles my mind. and And so mm-hmm. there's a couple of People work who I've talked into, I'm like, just at least in your backyard, just like, let it go. <laughs> you <know? laughs> or, or, you know, get rid of it altogether. I'll come yeah. and help you do it, you know, kind of thing. And, you know, so you have to think about your successes that way. And mm-hmm. remember that other people are, are trying too, even mm-hmm. if it sometimes feels That's like. That's true. Sometimes
1: the, I, you know, like even at work and you see how much food is being. You know, like when people eat and they treat them, I'm like, why can't they have compost in the workplace as yeah. well?
3: Mm-hmm. You know, that's one
1: thing I've always like. Yeah. Wonder if they could do that, but who would organ? you know, someone would yeah.
2: have to organize it and all of that stuff. But Yeah, and it can be really discouraging to get things like that started yeah. sometimes.
1: Yeah, it know, can kind of be. It. Yeah. It
3: can be. Yeah, I think for me, um, finding a community of like minded people mm-hmm. has really helped because you share um uh, I guess same the same ideas of like okay um you know you guys are going plant-based oh great that's like mm-hmm. oh finally I found my my uh, mm-hmm. a group of people that are are also you know trying and um you're you know about um I, I guess uh, about like um you know reducing your not reducing your water intake but like managing how much water you're drinking and all of that um it um it does help it's I I think it's uh I think it's really important to find a community because if you feel like you're the only person that's that feels this way or is thinking this way it tends to make you feel more isolated and, and, and discouraged and yeah and discouraged mm-hmm. and so when you find like a couple of people or you know you're working to a greater cause like working at, at a community garden it, it's like it's not just you who's doing all the work it, it doesn't even feel like work mm-hmm. anymore because you guys are yeah. just like how, yeah <laughs> you guys just are having a conversation out. yeah exactly you're yeah. hanging out and doing some digging and yeah. <laughs> some weeding and pruning. <laughs> but it's um it's it's really nice to to find your your group of people mm-hmm. they can spend time it's with. It's
1: true. When you're up there you see everyone who is helping participating to, you know, like clean up a garden and mm-hmm. taking out the weeds you wanna get involved
2: too. Mm-hmm. So Oh yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. It is true. Yeah. And it's very satisfying as well it I, is. you know I, I found especially you know after a day sitting in office you know being quite sedentary in a lot of ways you know looking at a computer screen all day you know getting outside yeah. with other people and physically working. You know, even if it was really hot and everything, it just, it felt so satisfying and so good at the other day to get some of that, that energy, you know, and, and frustration sometimes that builds up over the course of the day, get that out by doing those physical tasks
3: you know, yeah, together. It's you know. And it's, it's also really grounding too, um, yeah. just, uh, just as uh, because, um, a, because I'm in a program where we have to self-care because we're working with people that are going through a lot Mm -hmm. and so it can definitely come off as a fatigue compassion fatigue so grounding yourself is really important so i found just going to the garden was very therapeutic Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: that's what i think yeah it's very relaxing i look forward to coming home Mm -hmm. and just finishing, hurrying up, finishing my supper, and I'm gone, like, two, <laughs> two hours, two and a half hours, I could be up there, and then you look around and start getting, and I'm like, oh, you know, dusk yep. is coming, you gotta go home, but yeah, it's, it's quite relaxing.
2: Yeah, it, it's it fun, funny, people are like, oh, it must be nice to relax in your garden, I think about it. I'm like, I don't know if what I do in the garden could be called relaxing, because I start out trying to, what most people's version of relaxing is, sitting down, you know, mm-hmm. reading a book, whatever, and then something catches my eye. In the garden. Yeah. And then I, I get distracted by a bee. I've actually found myself in that garden sitting still and just watching, you know, mm. bees and other pollinators and yeah. that and just watching and watching them for forever. But frequently what happens to me in the garden is I, I start doing one thing and one thing leads to another. Yeah. And then yep, it's gardening. <laughs>
1: And he ended up staying out there for two hours. Yeah,
2: yeah. And nothing indoors got done, but that's yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> like
1: this There's year? all winter for that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, this year I planted um, sunflower for the first time, and oh, that, nice. that turned it out really, really well. Did you do that in
2: your yard? No, no, oh, okay. up at the garden. Yeah.
1: And then there was a lot of bees coming around, oh, nice. so that, that works out. So when is the those?
3: best time to plant sunflowers?
1: I'm not even sure. I think That's I planted true. mine in June, July. Yeah,
3: just in the spring, yeah. yeah. In the spring, spring All yeah. oh, right, perfect. <laughs> yeah. I have my little
2: seeds ready. Yeah, me, yeah. You yeah, plant fruit. them
1: from seeds when it came.
2: Yeah, you gotta watch yeah. out for the squirrels though. Any I've oh, ever yeah. tried planting in my ears, oh. they eat the heads off them. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I've never, I've never been able to grow one completely. Oh, <laughs> it gets just to the point when it's about to come out, the flowers oh, about to come out, and then the squirrels come along and chop You can eat them. it after once it blooms. No, yeah. they, they don't even give me a day sometimes. So they grow so tall
1: though. How did oh they stuck when
3: it
2: was. Um, um, yeah, they get it when it's smaller, or um, depending where it is, because I they have can climb up. they they can climb on the fence, and like I have watched okay. these guys in my yard, like these squirrels use some acrobat, yeah. you know acrobatics to get to things <laughs> that I was trying to protect. So,
0: um, so I guess maybe. Um, I was wondering if you just kind of wrapping up a little bit. Do you have any advice uh, that you'd like to share with youth um, and the community um, who want to live a more sustainable or maybe less disposable life and kind of impact their community?
3: I guess I would say volunteer. <laughs> it's the best way uh, to get started on like learning and um, and finding opportunities uh, um, in your community. There's I know there's a bunch of like. Um, other um other community centers that do have little gardening programs, but I think this one like this one is the one I, I mm-hmm. really enjoyed. <laughs> yeah,
2: I would agree that volunteering and and self education too. Yeah. Um, you know looking at things online, looking at books, talking to other people. Beautiful. Yeah. Is really important so that you you know, you, you learn, you know, what you're doing. And and well we talked about spreading small too. Um, even if, you know, you're, you're in like a dorm, you know, or, or a tiny apartment somewhere, you, you can start it with a couple of pots, you know, mm-hmm. and, and start gardening that way. And it always leads to other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can even, sorry, I was going to mention, yeah. you can even compost on your balcony. Mm-hmm. So I did that on my balcony. I happened to see a video on YouTube about it and I set up my own compost on my balcony made out of rubber meal bins. So again, starting small, it doesn't nice. have to you don't have to have a large garden to try and live sustainably. <laughs> you can do it, you know, small. And I feel like
0: starting small is a great way to see small victories yes. as well, you know, then yeah. come,
2: because then
1: come you're gonna wanna up. you're yeah. gonna wanna build on that and then of continue, yeah, exactly.
2: yeah. And the first time I got to use that compost, and and again, it was just plant pots I had on that balcony. But the first time I got to work it into my plant pots, felt so oh, great to know mm-hmm. that, you know, that was stuff that would have gone in the garbage otherwise, mm-hmm. and I was able to, you know, it took That's a while, so but <laughs> I yeah. was able to get it. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Well, this has been such a great conversation. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Megan, Denise, and Marina. So many great insights. Thank you for sharing your experiences and your stories and for providing some great food for thought um, for community in Mississauga mm-hmm. and beyond. We're really grateful for the work that you do with EcoSource and we're so glad to have you involved.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just wanted to thank you for your time mm-hmm.
3: and for coming out. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks
2: thank for you. having yes. us. Thank you for having us, yeah. yeah. Happy and to now I meet,
1: two, I meet two more meet exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Three more yes. new And I yeah. love like so yeah. yes. much too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, three I should say. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, it is yeah. indeed a community.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, very much so
0: Thanks for tuning in to my conversation with Megan, Denise, and Marina. I had a great time chatting with them and there was lots of great advice. The two things I'm really gonna walk away with is the reminder that it's okay to start small and you learn by doing. It's also a great reminder to surround yourself with like-minded people, to stay inspired and share ideas and inspiration. I wanna thank Megan, Denise, and Marina again for taking the time to chat with us and share their experiences. And thanks to the listeners for listening in. This podcast is brought to you by the Young Urban Growers from Ecosource, an environmental education nonprofit based in Mississauga, Ontario. The Plug Into grow podcast is generously supported by the Ontario Trillium Foundation and TELUS Friendly Futures Foundation. Visit ecosource.ca to learn more and connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Ecosource Green. Now go plant a seed in your community.